Hello, welcome back to another episode of Boys Gone Wilds. Uh, I'm joined today by my co-host, Andrew Cohen. Before mm. we kick off, a uh, bit of admin. Live podcast, Woo. January 16th. Ooh. A bleak Monday Ooh. in January. There's few... There's few sadder days in the British calendar than a Monday in Jan. That must be up there. The anniversary of the 7-7 bombings. <laughs> that is an emotional one. That is an emotional one. Do you feel any any melancholy on the 7-7 bombings? I was about to say, I don't know where the date is. <laughs> um, I do, does it get... It's, it's not like 9-11, is it, really? No. no, I don't really think of it. No. I don't remember it being like, oh, this has happened. Remember when that happened. I, I was doing Joseph's and his technical dream, dream coat, and uh, oh. then we all went home. So you've got a lot of happy memories. I, <laughs> I was that was before um, that was before my tongue had shown itself, and I was very much put to the back. I I, I used to tell this story all the time back. Who at, were you? I was Farmer Three, right? Yeah, um, and I felt. With the early plays, I never got any big roles because of my lack of ability to sing. Because it's all musicals. Sure. It was only when the singing stopped that the star came out. Sure. Uh, but live podcast. Yeah, mine was the opposite because I was. Um, <laughs> Were you? Been- I was Joseph in the Nativity. In, <laughs> Were you? In year. Yeah, That's there's a picture you. which we can put here of me and Bronte. <sighs> it's like one second. Well, it's- you're not going to send it. You're I will not- send it. I will. I'll remember to send it. But then when you're editing, tell me to send it. Um, that I was, yeah, I was Joseph in the Nativity in year, maybe year three, actually. Yeah. And then uh, for some reason, that was the peak of my career in school because then I never really got and cast. And as soon as the I got like a, Well, then, no, but I can sing, but they didn't let me. Do you think maybe you weren't flavor of the month, maybe? I think it was mostly political. <laughs> you know, you've got to get, I'm not saying it's pro- political correctness it's gone mad, but I think you've got to get the neurodivergence out there. <laughs> That's why you got all these roles when it started kicking. Do you think in. it was because of a push for more d- d- dyslexic and dyspraxics? Yeah, in, in our ninety-five percent t- white school, it was it, the race was. There wasn't much you could do about the race issue, no. but there was an issue with. Yeah, I think. Yeah. There wasn't. Yeah, d- dyslexic was the only minority we really had. So exactly. it was. You've got to get them at the front. Yeah, if you wanted to get a more diverse cast, you had to go to find any waiters in the Broadway. Hey, would say that's the best. Yes. Way to go. Yes. Um, that was a reference to an earlier story that's not... Yeah, that's, which we've told a few times. Yeah, it's a good one. But if you haven't heard about it, a, a it sounds like I'm saying yeah. that, that all It sounds waiters, like a weird joke, yeah. <laughs> Like about waiters and Hayward Social jokes. Uh, but yes, January 16th, live podcast. Ticket link will be in the bio. Be good to see you out there. The last one was very fun. Um, how are you feeling for this one? Yeah, we're all rocked and ready to roll. Rock and ready to go. Um, at the Bill Murray. There'll be props. There'll be props. Um, and... I think it'll be better than the first one. The first one was great, but now we know, you know, what the deal is, and it'll be great. Uh, how how are you, Andrew? Michael Bublé is an okay. under is is an underrated performer. Oh yeah, I, well, have, I he's very highly rated performer. Not amongst most circles, let's be honest. You'd think Michael Name Bublé. A circle. Hey, Michael Bublé, Mike the internet. Michael Bublé is the the um, the butt of a joke. He's the kicking boy. There's always like, oh, defrost Bublé because Christmas is back. Right? That sounds positive. No, it's not. It sounds like he only works at Christmas and the only things he's done of merit are Christmas songs. Sure. Which I'm here to say... Nay, nay, nay. ...is not the truth. Yeah. In any way, shape or form. Yeah. I And Buble is, you'd think he'd be... The majority of Buble's demographic is... Menopausal women. Yeah. Yeah. 40 to 70. 
I'd uh, say. 40 uh-huh. to 70 odd women. He hasn't, you know, might might not have that stank. No. He does. He does. <laughs> Buble's got the stank. How much do you think the way that uh, boobs is treated is down to his name having boob in it? I think it's the lay more than the boob, actually. Because it's, it's a silly... Uh, the, he could be like boo booba. No, boob is quite boo booba. Boo, that's getting made fun of. Oh no, booba, boob. It's boobley, boobley. It's like just be called Bubble and get on with it. <laughs> Michael Bubble is yeah. getting made fun of. No, Michael Boobley is getting made fun. So is Bubble. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I, I right. See, try and Michael, put boob in a surname without it being Michael Boobton. <laughs> that's not making fun of that. Michael Boobton. Well, because if it's the l- Christmas is here, Boobtons, Boobtons, boo. Boob. Boob. If boobs in there, boobly, boobly, boobly. That's a bit better. Boobly, boobly. Michael boobly. Michael boobly. <laughs> Michael blueberry. Michael no. blueberry. No, no. Michael boob. Michael Michael blueberry's getting made fun of. Michael boobin. Michael boobin. Vladimir boobin. <laughs> yeah, well, that. I'm not sure what your point is. <laughs> Michael Boobin. Michael Boobin, I think, could do well. That's <laughs> no, no. a do. Michael Boobin. No. no, you hear names. You hear silly names. Yeah. I think it's the lay. Michael Boobin. Buble sounds well, who's in that like space? a pudding or a drink. And I think that's where people <laughs> think he's a laughing stock. Yeah. Well, because he's doing like quite sincere music, which opens him up. Well, that's the thing. Because yeah. he actually, it's not necessarily his originals. No. It's more he his... Call, he didn't write Silent Night, did he? No, well, there it is. He's far more than just a Christmas man. That's the problem. I've noticed his arrangements of jazz um, standards are unbelievable. They're very good. They, he has is, like is a whole album. Is he arranging them? Well, no, no, but he'll have a say in it. Will he? Yeah, it's his own thing. Yeah. I don't yeah, he'll want like works. a big band feel. So what do you mean arranging? As in like, but it's just like the amount of instruments you have and how it's played. So he gets to choose that? I just don't. Oh, wait, know. Is, I, is, 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 he's the artist. I think if you peek around the curtain, I just don't know how much. Is it just like you got the the, the golden voice? Yeah. Let me arrange it. Can you um edit edit this out so I look smart? Yeah. Go on. Um. So if we. Go, I'm gonna put this in slow motion. Yeah. We'll make it really long. <laughs> edit this out so I look. <laughs> put this in slow motion. Really good. <laughs> don't put it in slow motion. <laughs> no, you can't do that. I'm going to make this 15 minutes of music. <laughs> no, you have to edit it out. So I look great. It's freeze frame now for 25 minutes. Yeah. Oh, Greggy, he's done a lot, a lot more than I thought he I've got, I've got a buffering symbol above your head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's done way more. Yeah, so in his... Um, in his Discography. De- in, his debut, in his debut album, Michael Bublé. <laughs> show wasn't it in his debut album as everyone knows michael buble he's um it's he's he's taking on jazz standards but he's bringing a big band energy and i love a big band energy there's a bit of innovation within buble oh that's bold okay not innovation but it's his voice is like honey we've got to admit but you know he's in that and i'm no one's saying his voice is like gravel are they I know. Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, just, just a small part of the general point I'm making. I'm saying Buble's a kicking boy for the internet, and I think we should all lay, lay off him, okay? He's got a voice like honey, and he brings a certain showbiz and pizzazz to some that's jazz classics. Lost. That's maybe lost. I think we live in a dark time, and it's mm. good to have a bit of Buble light. Yeah. But he's... I would think of his... When I th- used to think of Buble, and I often did, <laughs> I would think of, like, his... 
original songs. I think there was one called Home. And they're really, those are the really emotional ones. I thought Buble was just emotional originals and Christmas songs. Yeah. Turns out he's far more than that. What else has he got going on? The, got the, the jazz feeling... standards are back at So he does back jazz albums that are yeah. originals? No. But they're arranged. No, jazz standards means like they've been done, they've been covered uh, a billion times. They're just, they're standards. Yeah. So you go to a jazz club and you'll hear the standards. Everyone does it. So it's not a bad, it's not like non-artistic a... to do jazz standards. Would you say it's unfair to call him a poor man's Richard Hadfield? Or is that... <laughs> yes, I would. I'd, I'd think it's a very unfair thing to say. <laughs> if you're comparing Calabro, the finalist Sam winners of Britain's Got Talent 2015 yeah. compared to the boobs... I think they might be the only opera quintet to win a talent show ever. Were they a quintet? They were a quintet. So I think, I don't know how many, what Buble's. Well, it's, it depends like. if we were pair, uh, comparing achievements or quality of song. I'd say in both, and I think Calabro would take both. So which song? Especially do... Richard Hadfield, who broke up. So we went to school with one of the members of Calabro. I think they all know that by now. <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> well, some people, maybe they've joined the pod late and, you know. <laughs> You've got to keep everyone up to speed. With and the, that is the, the, apparently the one of the key facts of this podcast. <laughs> is that our claim to fame is that we went to school with Richard Hadfield. Like something that four years below him never spoke to him once. <laughs> <Never> yeah. <laughs> um, but what was good about Richard Hadfield was that he was very much the Robbie Williams of the group. Which was, group? Calabro. Yeah, right? Calabro. I thought you were pretending that I was in our school group. The opera quintet. <laughs> He broke away afterwards, and it's never been said what happened. But yeah. he was very much. It was all like Zayn Malik. He was definitely the first to go and started his own solo career as Where's a that? jazz singer. When I think he just does like jazz bars around London. Yeah, um, and you're comparing him to Boots. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. He's never won British. I don't. He's not really a jazz singer. He's he like is. a show tune singer. Calabro did not do jazz. They did. I think Hadfield they does, did the, does the range. I think he does the whole shebang. I don't think he does. I've seen Hadfield What's a show in tune? many. Um, oh. Exactly. How is that? A point? <laughs> <laughs> that would work if I was Richard Hadfield, but I'm not. No, I'm just saying, like, to find a show too from a musical. Yeah, he does both. He does. Um, he does the shooby do stuff as well. The scatting. Yeah, <laughs> he's a scat man. No, I don't believe it. I've never heard any jazz. Come do you think out scat guys are cool? Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. No, unfortunately, no. they could be, but they're not. I scat the majority of my. Um, free time um, brain brain farts is um, <laughs> is like I don't if I the I will go around boop diddy booping yeah my a lot of it because if it you know you can come out with like I don't know a strange voice or something that keeps you amused for a lot of the time yes but mine are always musical boop diddy boops and 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 such I don't see that that much what no because I hide it from you is this between is this for more your personal life it's something that's very dear to me and I want to keep it <laughs> I want to keep it quite individual than that. So what, what would it look like? It'll be, it's so kind you're, of you're, scatting. You're, you're walking along. I'm walking along, having a day. But you're showing off. It's not a solo thing, is oh, it? Oh, I'm not showing off because they're not good. It is a solo thing. So I, I, is, it, is it not a way to pester your girl? <laughs> okay, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> what I like about scat guys <laughs> is that they're like, there's, there's, all, there's some cool in there. Because that, yeah, they're, yeah, I agree. That's what makes something the lamest, isn't it? Is having a bit of cool in there. I think a lot of I agree. It's like being a rock and roll dude. Yeah, it's cool in there. 
Well, they, yeah, they, you, because it used to be. Yeah. I think a lot of it is people holding on to something that was cool back in the day, but not quite knowing how to market it in the <laughs> yeah. modern world. The problem is because I think 95% of scat men wear fedoras. <laughs> it's true. The, <laughs> if they kind of upgraded their... The other 5% are wearing trilbies as Correct. well. Correct, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they're so obsessed with covering their heads. And just do it in a slightly better, <laughs> slightly better hat. They do, there's flat caps in there as well. They're like a... Is there? I think there's there's definitely some scooby doo doos who were. Um, yeah. I think a flat. What do you think is the relationship between mm. older, mm. slightly conservative black men and mm. the flat cap? Have you noticed that? Slightly conservative men. Yeah. It's often people with is conservative it, values. I don't know. Is it trying to just the obvious kind of signifier for being of a right wing persuasion? <laughs> Maybe I don't know what it is, but it's it's interesting because it. There's a love of it. There's a lot. The flat cap is a weird hat. I feel because it it kind of means so many different things. Because to me, the the origin of the flat cap, I feel, is like British farmers in yeah. my head. Yeah, it's like someone who's who's wheeling down a barrel of eggs yeah. to the local market to go to Bristol. But then that's changed because people because it's also countryside rich, and it was almost yeah. And you see people wearing barber jackets and flat caps yes. and wellies. No, there's been a huge development of the flat cap. I feel it started. But there's also been a huge development of like the barber. Do you remember the yeah. barber jacket was in? And it was like countryside rich folk coming into the core. city wearing. Countryside rich folk core. <laughs> yes, countryside rich folk core. Well, it's still there. There's a guy on TikTok who does that. Yeah. It's that thing. But I don't think that's, that's not trendy. That's just authentically living out that. But when barber jackets were in for a bit. Barber jackets were... Barber jackets. in the house. Worst jungle artist ever. Get on the big thing. Barber jackets. Barber jackets. I want everyone to throw their barber jackets in the air. Barber jackets in the air. Barber. Jackets. Garage in a barn. Yeah, yeah. They could call it the barn dance. You were saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the bar barber came into the mainstream because people who weren't from that persuasion were wearing it. But now it's gone back to where it came from. So then it's become just a cla the classic item yeah. that it is. It's no longer trending. It was flirted with. Yeah, exactly. Pushed back to where it belongs. Yeah, where it belongs, yeah. which is for rich country folk. Because um, it's like a shooting jacket. Yeah. There's loads of pockets in there to yeah. keep your, you know, your, your bullets. So, your... Uh, something I do respect about rich conservatives in this country is they do have a consistency of dress. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There is a there's a unity and cohesion. Right. As a block, they all go for walks and they all wear the wax and barber jackets and the hunter wellies. They all have the same dog. They all because <laughs> <laughs> it's not one so of like these. Like a border collie. It's not one of these choir poodles you yeah. see in the city it's always a rough and ready dog that jumps out of the range rover yeah fairly uh, rough and ready well it's like cocker spaniels uh, yeah cocker spaniels yeah. like a border collie something that can not too big not too well, small some, in between some type of retriever well because they well gun dogs yeah exactly because they go and kill dogs and they always have a nice but muddy car dogs. Um, that's true because they're rough and ready they're, they're not ready. they're not what they're not city folk <laughs> no. who don't know what, what the joy of plodding about in the mud is no exactly. they know the joys of plodding about yeah. in the mud yeah I've but been the, the about history, in mud for a while the, I, have you not no have you the last time i plodded about in mud was when i went out for bonfire night right but when you went home Plenty to see your mum no we didn't go no, on, no didn't go on a dog walk no i do do you yearn after after the trees and the countryside of sussex much no 
Does your soul not yearn for it, the, it the, yearns, the South Downs? It yearns for Is the Is that where you want your ashes spread, on the South Downs? Well, obviously. I told you that in <laughs> private as well. <laughs> I guess it's good to get out in public. I want mine. <clears throat> I want mine fired at the top of the Brighton Wheel into the sea. <laughs> the Brighton Wheel? You know, the... the, the, the Ferris wheel. The Brighton Eye, what is it called? Oh, the Brighton Eye. That's there, not oh, a that, wheel. There, was there That's no... the whole thing. It's a cock ring going up and down a dick. Was there not a Ferris wheel? No. I think they made two because they made they made they're not a, in the same. There was part. a string of the, the worst. There's probably a Ferris wheel. There was on a the string pier. of the worst architectural deals of all time in Brighton. There's a Ferris wheel on the pier, but I don't set foot on the pier because I'm in an argument with one of the workers. <laughs> no, the Brighton wheel. It's not on the pier. Look, you know this. The Do worst I? wheel of all time. We need to know before you go. <laughs> Don't go. Don't go. You can't see anything. Brighton is a great. Oh yeah. Brighton is a great city. It is one of the worst cities. And from not the to air. be viewed from above. No, it's there's nothing. Gen- it's, it's a very small two city. Of the weirdest because there's the Brighton Eye, which is that like stabbing thing. I don't know. The Brighton Eye is a disgrace. I've yeah. And and the Brighton Wheel because Brighton is a very flat city. Yeah. And it's like it looks best if you're going through. Well, the all lanes. the joys are in the the, the small parts. The shops and the little things like that. But yeah. it's there's no sky line. And the no. other side is just the sea. Well, that's what they say. They say when it's really when it's a particularly clear day, you can see France. It's like okay, I can so- do that on Google Maps. Actually, <laughs> bloody point. Maybe that's why the Br- 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 Brighton Wheel. Oh, that's what they wanted. Anyway, so the history of the flat cat, flat cat. I just think keep your. It's, I haven't worked out these for, thoughts fully, but I've, there's the shows. Some, there's something going on with the man's relationship with the flat cat because I can't quite see why a lot of people are wearing it i get farmers mm. i get rich folk i'm just about getting conservative black folk sort of mm. um older black gentlemen uh the interesting but one you get countryside <coughs> posh people as well no i said that i said yeah. farmers countryside rich folk right yeah but he'd be younger as well because yeah. they all wear them um what's interesting is it's the choice of the i uh legendary hollywood celebrity now what Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. Samuel Jackson's been wearing it for a while, sure, backwards. But he 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 kind of goes more into the older gentleman. But he wears it backwards. So that he's not as conservative. If you're telling me that's older gentleman, how many old white blokes have you seen wearing a backwards flat cap? He's an older black man, but because he has progressive politics, he switched. So do you think the Hollywood people who wear... Who, who did you say? Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. It is... Does Leo read, do it? Yeah. I read, read I an article. You. you don't need to get it up. You don't need to get it up. It's just waste time. I read an article about why do these men? Uh, I didn't actually because uh, then you'd know the answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I realised that immediately. I read a headline. Um, but look out for it. There's there's a phase often when they're sort of promoting films or or when you ever you catch them out and about they'll be wearing a flat coat. I don't know what's going on. Is it there. just coming back into style and in some no, ways, particularly for, for the older gentlemen? For the older gentlemen, there's not, when I get to uh, 60 years old, I'm going to stop wearing any kind of casual wear and I'm just going to wear suits out. A 60-year-old out and about on their shopping wearing a suit is sick. They look what kind great. of suits? The, the business. The business. <laughs> I'm talking... You're going to become like a dandy. Triple-breasted. <laughs> triple-breasted, fire, like flame shoes, a cane. For flame shoes? <laughs> Where did the flame shoes come from? Fire, like good, cool shoes. Oh, I thought you meant shoes with like no, Guy Fieri flames. No, on hashtag them. flame emoji. <laughs> Not actual flames. Um, and then maybe a cane, forgive measure. A cane with a little knife in it. 
Yeah, just in case. Just in case. I've definitely accumulated some enemies <laughs> by the time I'm sixty. So I think I'd have a, I'd have a top hat, but it's tilted. The thing to is, the side. I'm being serious. I'm being serious too. Here we I'd go. Have a top hat, <laughs> right? Tilted to the side, and then I'd walk like this. You know, with like a kind so of you're, like, like you're in gangs of New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd have this sort of like yeah, this sort of swagger to me. The pop and step. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I do believe, I believe quite sincerely in wearing a suit when you're above 60 going out and about. I see myself as being a And the flat David. cap's kind of part of that because I think it's, there's... What, you're wearing a triple, a triple vested suit with a flat cap? It could happen. It could happen. It wouldn't be my immediate choice. But I think why people wear flat caps when they get a bit, when they get a bit older is because fashion becomes a lot more difficult because you can't really stay on trend as much. And that's a problem for everyone aging. Basketball Even shorts. at 25, yeah. I'm seeing some things and I'm like, I can't do that. What did you see? Well, like my Halloween outfit. That's yeah. in. Yeah. That's what the but people are wearing. I got loads of compliments yeah. that night, but yeah. I felt like a clown. Feel like a so as you get maybe. older, you don't really, you've got to, you, you'd feel like an idiot by trying to keep up with young trends because you'd be viewed viewed on as someone who's like trying to hold on to their youth, mm. uh, living, a, living a lie. So you've got to get older with style and a flat cap is an easy way to go. I'm stylish, but I know I'm old. Yeah, I reckon we've got, because I, I certainly... I know that there's gonna. I dressed quite old, and then I purposely started dressing young because I, I realised it was holding me back. How if I dress old, I look old as shit. Yeah. So I needed to well, dress. That fleece that you're wearing at the moment makes you look about 40, which one? 50. You're in the, no, that's just that's in the house, and that is it's that not is, just in the house. It is just in the house. You, oh, you mean the the quarters? The quarters? It <laughs> that makes you look old. But that's, that's because, an old man. That's because it, that is the beginning of my pivot back into what I belong, which is old wear. Yeah. Um, this is <laughs> old this, wear. Uh, dressing like a. Well, you're kind of half 90s. and half. No, this is 90s dyslexic kind of vibe. <laughs> it is. But you're, it's because it's the shirt under the jumper combo. That's very um, geography teacher. Yeah, well, because I'm fading it out. Right. So so we don't all get started. <laughs> exactly. Cause, yeah. uh, and I'm doing this for now, but it's never what I'm most comfortable in. The sort of bouncy, like, hey, kids. Right. You know, Daddy's here. <laughs> Daddy's here. I, that kind I'm of looking daddy. forward stylist. I think I'll hit I'll really hit my own when I'm like late thirties onwards. That's when I'm really gonna hit my stride. You shouldn't wish your life away. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe try and I seize the, try and maybe try and seize the moment. I think you should embrace the old man style now and just rock it. Well, I, my, how I, my my old You're not guy, fooling anyone. My <laughs> <laughs> My old man style, I think icon would be Larry David. That's sort of for me the epitome of old man style. Yeah, casual uh, wear, comfortable, right. simple, and he he. I saw him talk about his style, and he said that he always wears like one expensive, not no brands, no logos, yeah. piece of item, and the rest is kind of like quite. Now, so that's like that seems like a very weak aspiration. A weak aspiration. I don't think Larry David's got style. You don't think Larry David's got style? You're full of. Sh are we gonna have to go back to the comments? And we are gonna have to go back to the comments. I just has he got style? He's like got old. He's Larry David. I think the his I think style, he's considered a style icon because he's so iconic himself. If anyone else wore that, no, this he's not gonna get. He, he'll be fine because he's an old man. But no one's talking about the style. They're, they're really good simple clothes. I mean, I mean that genuinely. I'm not are they good simple clothes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They he, are. No. 
Well, yeah, not for me. For for me, when you're that age, who's, who's an old stylish uh, icon you have? If you walk around the streets of Brighton for a bit, you'll see him. There isn't a particular person. Oh, so you want to be an eccentric? Yeah, hundred percent. An eccentric. An, an eccentric. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I as soon as I hit hit sixty, I'm not wearing anything other than suit trousers at the minimum. <laughs> leaving the house, pinstripes. You go for the full hog. Whenever you see like a six year old man dressed to the nines just to do his shopping, you're like, that's my G. That's my guy. That's my swag. I thought. But everyone thinks. That's the guy. He's got it together. But do you think- It's a class and it also suggests the the classiness of old age rather than the kind of baggy V-necks which suggests that you're giving up. No, he hasn't the, given up. The man he's in the pinstripe three-piece suit and a cane it's has a not given cock. up. Yeah. He's still out fucking shagging. Um, fashion icon who I, I recently heard uh, someone uh, um, on a podcast talk about how they found her really sexy and they have to admit that it was a very hot style was Adam Sandlercore. Yeah, back back when. No, no, just have you seen have you seen oh, photos recently, of him out and yeah. about? Yeah, he looks. It's not even recently. He he he. And why it is I can see it's sexy because it's like it's obviously he's arguably the worst dressed man in Hollywood. But to do it so confidently, there's a sexiness there. Yeah, he's wearing like he's cheap, quite baggy, isn't he? Cheap material t-shirts, basketball shorts, and like Crocs, and just walking around. But that's it. That's in <laughs> style right now. Yeah, like I think he's kind of uh, the conversation. I think has happened but I don't think because his style is now. No, he doesn't have a clue what's going on. <laughs> he's just lucky that his style has accidentally yeah. got back into yeah. vogue, or even just um, originally gotten. Uh, so, let us know what you think about Larry David uh, in the comments. Um, but before that, Bookmark Boys. Bookmark Boys. So, look, we've come a long way with Bookmark Boys. Uh, she sends sends me money every month. And this time she said she's taking a break from the podcast. Um, so she doesn't even know if we're advertising it at the moment. Great. So um, why are we doing it? <laughs> she's just, it's a, it's a level of trust that we have. Yeah. Um, but it's good, you know, when your main sponsor is... Not even getting, listening. Getting sick. Taking a break sick. from the podcast. <laughs> yeah, as if it's a... As if it's something that you can't it's an habitually listen to. It's an abusive relationship. Yeah. Yeah. She did, it's like a social media break. Yeah. But Except more, it's a break from us. Exactly. And we get paid so little to do this uh, that it's it begs the question why we're still carrying on because it's made no real material gains to either of us. Um, bookmark boys. Bookmark boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, we went bowling um, on the weekend. Yeah, we no, did. No, we didn't. It was a lie. It was on Monday. On Monday. And Horatio does this... Um, yeah, it was with our old school friends, which is important. Because um, Horatio goes into this... I've... He, whenever he meets his old school friends, he immediately reverts back into his yeah. school state. It's <laughs> hilarious how much he almost panics and goes straight back into his school yeah, state. Yeah, yeah. Particularly when there's any kind of competitive thing on the line. Yeah. Because it's uh, Horatio does this thing whenever I've gone bowling for him, which used to be quite a lot of uni, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But he'd... So we'd all be there. We used to go for pre-drinks before we went out. Mm. Um, and we'd have two games there. It was, you know, it was moder- it was fairly competitive. A lot of people wanted to win, but a lot of us still had the capacity to talk to each other in oh. between bowls. <laughs> As Horatio, who often wouldn't win, <laughs> would be at every he'd bowl and then he'd stand with his arms yeah. crossed, just glaring at whoever's bowling, flicking his <laughs> eyes between the screen and the bowler for the entire game. And it was you couldn't speak to him, and he'd do like literally one word answers and still do that. I saw you manage to actually. I think I you made, made, a, made an active effort. effort. You made an active effort. But it's genuinely it's genuinely not like 
It's not so much a competitiveness because I, d- I don't care. I don't. I definitely don't want to lose. I don't want to be the worst person. Yeah. There. You want to beat me though. I, I love beating you, but it's also not genuinely not the end of the world. Yeah. I don't mind not because I, I, I really don't mind. I don't have uh, insecurities tied to my bowling abilities. There's nothing on the line there. Right. But if I don't focus, yeah. then it then it starts really going off. I need a lot of focus. What do you and mean going off? You start doing badly or? I start doing badly. Yeah. I, and I feel what I really struggle with bowling is the... Hitting the skills. <laughs> hitting the skills. But then the, the I, it's just, it's a lot going on. And so yeah. it, I kind of have to stay focused. It's and quite I, a simple game. Actually, I, I think, think it's a, it. a hype, I go hyper focus and then everything right. else. It's like, you know, like a flash. So how can you... Uh, you know, when a flashbang goes off, it's like... And that's you for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> but then isn't... And then, before I bowl, silence. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Because <laughs> bowling, traditionally, is quite a simple game no, that children can play. Exactly. Um, and it's also one... I'm, I'm using the, using the <laughs> ramp and the, <laughs> and the barriers. Hyper-focused. But you also... It's a game that is, is not an accident that it's a social game because you're not... You bowl for not that much time. It's quite a simple game that you stand up and you throw it. Yeah. So what is when there's six of you on a lane <laughs> and you've got five people bowling ahead of yeah. you or five people bowling to wait for, which could take, you know, something like seven minutes, yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. Describe to me what hyper focus is in those moments when you're not doing anything. Crunching numbers. Um... So you're so you're just is that because you do stare at the scoreboard. Uh, so how long does it t- t- take you to work out the difference between the scores? Because I would hope it was in ten minutes. What, what's going know. through your I mind? Because I also spend a lot of time looking at like the Premier League table, or just or so. Any. It's just for fun. It's not just for fun. It's more. I do get lost. I I love a table and I love numbers. Good Lord. And uh, I do definitely. You are reeking of autism. <laughs> <laughs> Stinking out the gaff. Really. <laughs> It pongs. <laughs> this, this lad coming in here reeking of autism. autism. I like graphs. <laughs> I like, like hyperfocusing. It's like a flashbang goes off. <laughs> I can't talk to people and complete a simple task. Um, but yes, no. Uh, but Because um, I suggested we join a bowling team. Yeah. Would, I, would you enjoy that? Because I'd fucking love to. I did. It was one of those things when I said I'd do, and I will do, I reckon 50, I'll join a bowling yeah. league. What, in your pinstripe? With my pals. No, yeah. that, no that <laughs> 10 years later. And will I'll, you stop bowling? No, I'll still have <laughs> 10 years of bowling left in me. So then I'll go. I will move to bowls. I know what's, I will. What's your, what's your sports progression? Do you mind breaking it down? I would love to break it down. <laughs> Oh no! Can you do goosebumps? <laughs> do you give yourself the ick when you get goosebumps? A little bit, a little bit. I'm very easily moved, it seems. <laughs> but just by the strangest things, just like that. Um, yeah, the thing is, I need to get. Can you can you say like kind of clothes vibe alongside, or is that too complex? That's too complex, too complex because yeah. it, it, will, it will muddy the waters. Okay. But um, at the moment, my sports progression is going badly from the start because I need to get involved in a team sport yeah, at the moment. Something. I need something I'm choosing between. It would be mental, and I think I'd enjoy it and hate it, but my favourite sport to play is rugby. 
If I it joined a good. rugby team, it would. I just the thing that's good for me is because I really I do want to join one, yeah. but I also might just want to join a hockey team because that probably makes sense. Yeah. So it's better at hockey, yeah. but. So and the there's hockey one wasn't right your favourite because you were definitely your best sport was hockey. Definitely, but I was I was favorite. decent at rugby. Yeah, I was decent. I was yeah. pro- I wasn't that far off being the same in both. Yeah, um, just one team, just one team. Yeah, just in the, in the seconds for rugby, weren't you? And yeah, yeah. No, I didn't ever do the seconds because they all got too big. Oh really? And, and it was like they really took it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like being the captain of the yeah, B team. That was my philosophy in sport. Don't be the worst in the A's. Be the best in the B's. It makes for such good weekends. It's true because you don't want to be like scared about fucking up and everything. Yeah. And them all take it so seriously. Yeah. One, two, three, squeeze. Yeah. So yeah. I was captain of the B team. That's why I did tag rugby with the, the with the eight year olds. Not because you weren't legally allowed to play at all. Um, <laughs> But then, yeah, I got called up to the A's and full back in when I was under 16s and it was a horrible season. And to be honest, once I half faked a hamstring injury because it was it just all got a just bit not too fun. much. It just wasn't too much. No. It, was, it was way too much. But anyway, you want to join a, do that with strangers now. Do that with strangers. <laughs> well, it's the culture of the rugby um, team that I don't think I'd like. Yeah. Um, but I want to do it. At I don't like rugby as a as a breed. Even seeing Mike Tyndall on I'm Celeb, who was a sweet, like comforting bear-like presence, yeah. but. I just feel as a he epitomised a type of meaty posh bloke that I don't think I'd have a lot to talk about with. But that's the thing with a team; it's like you don't need loads to talk about. You can you kind of talk about the game, you talk about rugby, and you talk. No, about no, I know the team. I'm just saying, just socialising with them. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't, and uh, it'll be quite fun to have and maybe have one night every now and again with, with the, the rugby, rugby boys. boys. I think I'd enjoy it. Okay. I would. I know yeah, I'd yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But it's also it's not that like go for a beer after the game. You talk about the game. Sure, that sounds great to me. Um, I, whereas, they, I think I, the I, hockey lads will be a bit like. No, hockey lads are fucking neeks as well. But I I feel worst tasting memes could be rugby. Because but hockey, I think they. Hockey are lamer than rugby, but I think they have a, a more dis, uh, distinguished taste in memes. I don't know. I'd say rugby has the worst taste in memes. Uh, the thing is, I don't regularly <laughs> communicate in memes, so it might be all right. You know, I'm not. I'm not joining a rugby club for the memes. <laughs> but I reckon. Yeah, so I need to. I am going to join something soon. The thing that's good about it being cold is it puts me off joining rugby because I remember the absolute pain of playing that in the cold it's awful yeah because it really hurts it's good for everyone so i need i'll do, I'll do a teams but i want to do five a side or something yes. like that seems to be the most legitimate way but i should join the hockey team that's literally down the road you can maybe come do comedians yeah i know but i'd want like a regular thing i don't want to have to be say like in yeah it's, like, it's, it, is it looks shit i can't be bothered i want like a five a side team that we go on a journey yeah. together you know yeah, i'm a yeah. big it's like how i approach gaming yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to go on a journey a realistic journey but then the, the problem is what's good about this is that there's loads of sundays that i can't make it um no but i want a midweek i want this like this is our podcast time i want that's our football time <laughs> yeah. and that's non-negotiable and tuesday night would be great yeah. That's my ideal. Five aside, seven to eight. That's for I do. I'd say though, I love the Sunday game. No, I'm not a Sunday. I do. I do because it's it's nice. It, it, you always feel good afterwards. I there's nothing better than playing um, five aside under the lights. Five aside under the lights midweek under the floodlights. Fucking look forward to it during breath. work. Get yeah. back home. Yeah. Have a shower. Have some food. Fuck Endorphins yeah, that's the are highest when you play sport at night. I find. Do I you think agree? so too. Afterwards, yeah. there's something. Yeah, and yeah. there's also like I reckon when it's I cold could, and you get a warm. I wonder if I was gonna have some like 
if I could choose like a specific ASMR for like calming background noise, <clears throat> it would be being slightly far away from like five side courts yeah. late at night. Yeah. So you hear the noises. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, the, that ah, gives. The, ah. <laughs> 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 oh, I go. Oh, yeah. oh, I go. And then smashing into and the. Then, boing, yeah. Boing, boing. yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> but no, I want to do that. But sure, and we could have. So when right, so I, I think at the moment, ideally, I want cricket a big ever. No, never, never. Well, no, 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 no. Um, I'd, I'd want like a, a big team sport, and then maybe a five-a-side thing going. Which I'd take one or the other. So mm. maybe a five-a-side thing going. Snooker's going to be here for the rest of my life. You think so? Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You said the same about weed. Did I? <laughs> One of them slightly more healthy. <laughs> Just saying. Well, yeah, I'm not. Make your mind. Which one is it? Which one is it? Weed or soaky? You can have it in one of them. No, snu no, snooker's great because you can. It's it's like a. I like those bar kind of games. Even yeah, snooker isn't like yeah, bowling. You like a drink, but yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> true. So snooker, snooker forever. So if there's like a timeline, snooker forever, and then five aside up until I hit maybe uh, five aside will stop when I have my first child. So snooker as a bar, it's as a bar, snooker's just infinite. <laughs> You're gonna die in the snooker. I'm gonna table. die, yeah, and I hope I do. Frankly, scatter my ashes in Mile End Snooker Club. <laughs> then I reckon five aside up until probably have your first kid. Then you need to start growing the fuck up, and you what can't be first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> when I finally. <laughs> When I kiss my first girl, that's when I realise it's time to get off the asteroid. I'm a man now. So that is potential. We don't know when that. We don't know it. when that happened. It could. It could be never. So I'd have to be playing five aside as an eight year old man because he's never kissed Would, a girl. So there's quite. A few, so by the way, there's quite a few comedians games. Um, there's three of them. There's the Sunday game in Shoreditch, which is like our generation. Uh, there's the most famous game, which is the Crystal Palace game, which happens on Tuesday at two p.m. with like. Lee Mack, Russell Howard, Rob Beckett, and that's been going. They've made a million. Well, that's a luxury there. game for more than that reason. So, like, who can play five aside on Tuesday at two p.m.? That's why. Yeah, it's yeah. part of is part yeah. of a little big money move, um, and that's why we play on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then there's the real. Oh, there's one generation above, which is Clive Anderson. <laughs> yeah, and David Baddiel. <laughs> no way. I don't know when they... I think they play on, like, Wednesday nights, I think. But the idea of playing, cutting up with Clive Anderson is... Quite yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's brilliant. Because Clive Anderson maybe hasn't had his first kiss yet. That's maybe why... That's the problem. That's, Any slightly that's elderly why. man you see playing five side hasn't kissed a girl. And I feel for them. I really do feel for them. That's like poor old Clive. But so I'd want that. And then five side stops around the first child, I reckon. Well, 30... Around that, 35. But no, it could still go on if the legs have still got it. Now, I want to take up golf more regularly at minimum 30. Okay. I'd, I'd ideally be playing more golf now. Mm. And that will also stay for the rest of my life. Yeah. Bowling bowling team, I'm going to hit at 50. 50? 50, yeah. That's where I want a bowl. I might have to be 45 so I get a few good years in me. Because I think the back's going to start to go... Maybe 45, not taking it so seriously, but fading in. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, I would... Not, yeah, then... Ideally, I'd be playing squash more regularly than I am as well. Yeah. I um, played... So, right by my house in Lewis... You played squash with someone else? I did. Fuck you. Because right I'd be by trying house, to get you to play squash. By my house, five-minute walk is a squash court. So, when my sister's boyfriend... Who'd you play with? Your sister's boyfriend? sister's boyfriend? What's his name? Will. Oh, it's not Andrew anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was great, yeah. 
The thing is, I want to have sweat. I want a squash partner. I want to. I want a squash partner like I have. Andy's my snooker partner. Would you want Andy to be your squash partner, or do you look for a different type of relationship? No, I want you to be my squash partner. I want you to be my squash partner. I don't want my girlfriend to be my tennis partner. It's very clear. Is she good at tennis? Yeah. How would you just back yourself to learn how to be good at tennis? I'm pretty good at tennis. Yeah, I'm decent at tennis. Um, So I want to play those as like a monthly thing. Yeah. Like do those once a month, and then more regularly do five a side, and then one. Club Penguin is that more of a group thing? Club Penguin is more. It's more the colleagues, like the lads from work. Because it's fun to, because it's more, it's a bit less taxing on your body. So you can kind of, you, you can go. Do, do you remember when you got banned from Club Penguin? I, of course you, I remember. You walked into the middle of the where them Penguin bitches at. Biggest mistake of my life. Biggest mistake of my life. We spent. We spent about 45 minutes. We spent ages creating this character. We were 13, I think. I think we were older. <laughs> we were I older. think we were like, Probably, yeah. it was like, I think we were like 16, 17. Yeah. And we spent ages creating this character. We were laughing our heads off, having the time of our life. <laughs> Finally, we'd got our little geezer suited and booted. You arrive in that starting place where everyone's <laughs> And he goes, where them penguin beaches at? Banned. <laughs> Banned immediately. And we tried to do workarounds while like, making work new around, And they wouldn't let, there was they no knew way. They knew our IP address. They knew our IP address. <laughs> <laughs> there was no coming back. It was that's a, yeah. Just that geezer who's dressed the nines comes out. Where them penguin bitches at? Okay, I'm done. In jail. Yeah. Forever. It was quite magical, but I think one of my biggest regrets, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, Club Penguin more happens because it's, it's less tax on the body and you can, you know, talk more about Yeah, you can talk about it with the boys at work the next day. It's, it's taxing. Yeah, the arthritis. It's a, it's a low impact sport. Yeah. But then, so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, golf, ideally now, but it's not that accessible. Um, and when I've got more money and more free time, hopefully. Um, to women, yeah. Um, I want to do that and then keep that going. And then bowling probably comes in at the time that I'm less able to play actual sports. Like when the when the body starts giving in. And then once the body gives in from bowling, goes we go to bowls. And we end life on bowls and snooker and golf. So what, when, when do you reckon, but was bowls just when your body tells you? When it's like, that's enough bowling. Yeah, you're, you're, you're... You can feel it. You, I'll know a your time. Ancestors there'll be one bowl, like... there'll be a bowl and I'll go, that's enough. That's enough bowling now. And you I'll stop, now. I'll stop mid game. What? Yeah, but I'll get a glove. What were you doing? What were you doing? I'll get a bowling glove. And if I join a team, I'll do it immediately. Cause yeah. look, I still got a little bit of a blister. Cause yeah. I do a weird method, but it works. Yeah. So what are you, are you stopping midway? through a game yeah yeah it's like that i'll feel it do you go straight go, to the bowl screen straight to the bowl screen wait from bowling would you go after yes you, I'd <laughs> immediately <laughs> apply, apply for, i'll have my membership ready because i'll know it's going to uh, be about soon around be, here i am with my yeah. whites ready and everything so that's the sporting plan which yeah. has started very badly given that i'm not doing anything right now other than the snooker <laughs> Um, we're talking football, bloody World Cup. We haven't talked a lot about the World Cup. Mm. Um, but, because, uh, uh, you know, we try and avoid talking about football. Um, but, you know, it's the World Cup. Everyone's into it. 
have you been watching any of the round of 16 games? Yes, I have been watching some of the round of 16 <laughs> games. All right, so how about you? Have you been I've, watching some of the round of 16 been, games? I've been watching all of it, a lot of it. Oh, I, got, I, I love it. it. I Do you think there's up. a bit of an economy of who gives the, who gives the biggest fuck about the World Cup with some boys? Because I feel that. It's like you're enjoying the World Cup. Yeah, I'm loving it, mate. Yeah, I'm fucking loving it, mate. How many of the games have you watched? Most of them. No, I'll tell you why I don't think it's an economy. I think I see people, I see the way people talk about it as self deprecating. I don't see it as uh, braggadocious. Oh, I don't. Loving it, mate. Absolutely loving it. It's fucking fantastic. Maybe. Yeah, there's. I see it more as being like, I. It's like embarrassing that I've watched every game. I should have more of a life. Um, that might be with your comedian friends. Maybe, maybe. Um, there's not that much self awareness in the real world. That's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, England, Senegal, we watched Standing Up, which is the first time I've watched a game out in a, a pub standing up. Um, I think mine too. Maybe I have one more before that. Uh, and it hurt as much as I thought it would. Yeah, the the bad thing, just to add insult to injury, is I went to the pub before and we came late and there was no yeah. seat. So I was standing up in the pub an hour before we went to the game. Oh, God. And then walked there and then waited for the game. So was standing, standing up for the whole time. Um, and that was, we played bloody well there. Um, I backed the boys. What do you think we'll do against France? I think we're going to win. You think we're going to win? Yeah. There's a good chance we could win. I think there's a great chance. What's, what, so you, when you feel it in the air... Yeah, it's about. It's never about the tactics of the team. It's, it's the about air. what's in the air. The genuinely, hundred percent. And w- I can't read what's in the air because I keep getting it either way. Um, the thing that I'm reading because we came yeah. fourth at the 2018 World Cup. We came third at the Nations. We came League. fourth. Doesn't come fourth. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, came, yeah. we came fourth in and more ways than once. Yeah, came fourth at the World Cup. Came third in the Nations League. Um, came second at the Euros. It is. You're analysing too many stats. Do you think it's in the air? It, do you know? I think what's in the air is a draw that goes to extra time mm. and we eke out a second half of extra time winner. Also, because they are, they do have more talent, but they have worse tactics. They've got no gumption. They've got no heart. They've got no gumption. No gumption. And This I, is going to be, this is on the day of the football, isn't it? Because <laughs> you always look like a dickhead when you predict things when the podcast comes out after yeah. it happens. <laughs> yeah. no, this is going to be a day before. Good. Um, and I think um, I I just don't see I don't see um, a country winning it twice is such a hard feat to do. Yeah, it feels like they they're gonna fall at some point. So this does and why seem, not fall to the mighty I think lions? The mighty lions. And if we win this, then we're smashing up the, the gaff. I think yeah, but that's when that's when I predict danger. If we beat the French, I think we might go out in the semis. Do you think? Yeah, because it was like there might, even though there won't, there there will be a sense in the team which they seem to be good at. We yeah. seem to be good at doing tournaments nowadays. Yeah. Of a sense of it's next match, next yeah, match, yeah. next match. I think beating the French would be too big a kind of conquering, yeah. and then we will panic a bit. Hmm. Not panic, but we'll, I think there will be an air of complacency because that's such a big game against maybe the best team in the world. If we beat them, belief starts to set in, yeah. and we always fuck it when we believe. I also don't think Mbappe is going to play well against us. No. For some reason, it feels like he's played a lot of good games and it's like... Yeah. There's going to be so much focus on keeping him quiet and we're such a rigid team. I could see him having a, a bad... That's, that's the my, only problem, though, with... The my f- prediction, I'm going to say Mbappe is going to be kept quiet. He's going to have a pooper. Even if we lose, I think Mbappe might be quite quiet. But that's... If we focus... But that can also be the focus when you... The problem when you focus so much energy on one player with what, a talented 11 team. On just 11 man marking. <laughs> <laughs> just literally in a circle around him being like... Even the goalie. Even the keeper, yeah. <laughs> you know... And everyone else is just passing They can pass net. it in the net. Yeah, that's the problem. 
Because they're a very good team other than just him. Yeah. yeah. Who's what which wing does he play? Right wing, I think. So we got Shaw on him. Mm, oh no, it's left wing then. Because Walker's Walker. Go. Which is Walker, yeah, Walker's who's, fight, who's fighting talk yeah. was he said he's not gonna roll out the red carpet for Kylian Mbappe. Wow. Which I like that. That's it. It's like, whoa, okay, we're really going for him. <laughs> we're really gonna hit him hard. There's something so funny about that. Yeah. I don't know. So like, what do you mean? <laughs> Because he obviously, so taking the metaphor of what it means is like, I'm not going to be like, wow, you're really good at football. Yeah. On the pitch, it which works. means giving like him it. space. I like it. It's something, because it's basically, I'm not going to get caught up with a celebrity and the thing. Oh, we've heard He's that gonna before. going to get crunched. What I do is I'd, I said, I am going to roll out the red carpet, but mm. a mean red carpet. But at carpet, the end of the red carpet. <laughs> I'm going to slide tackle the cunt. <laughs> so he's going to be too busy taking photos and then out of nowhere, yeah, two yeah. His challenge. instincts will kick in yeah. as a worldwide celebrity. Uh, other talking points of the World Cups thus far. Uh, Portugal leaving out Ronaldo. How did, how did us feel? I have recently changed because I think I was a Ronaldo boy originally. Yeah, yeah. We had a brief argument about it in London Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, some furating cough. He's fucking his legacy a bit. Yes. Um, because of, obviously he's fucked it. Well, like United, the thing is, with when it was, and um, who's the United manager again? I'm terrible with names. Uh, fucking hell. The United manager. It's not Ralph is, Ragnick or something. No, that was who. It is Eric Ten Hag. Eric Ten Hag. So, it seemed, and it seemed like you know United in disarray. They're not doing very well. Ten Hag's come in. He might. They're doing better than people think, actually. Yeah, but not doing a for, for, United, yeah, for United. For yeah. United with Ronaldo. Yeah. It was when he did the Piers Morgan interview. What world are we living in? Yeah. When he did the Piers Morgan His interview. His best friend Piers Morgan. Basically. Yeah, it's obscene. <laughs> but when he did the Piers Morgan interview, it. And it was quite damning of the club, naturally. Yeah. The club got damned. He is complete. It was a damned club. <laughs> the thing is, now it's happened with Portugal. He's the problem. You, and with Juve as well. So yeah. that's Juve, United and Portugal. And it does start, when you come out and say this yeah. is a personal problem, this is a personal attack, this is a lack of respect, when the Portuguese man... And it's like, I guess I'm kind of torn because it's, you know, it's hard to argue for the inclusion of Ronaldo when his replacement scores a hat-trick. It is. And his replacement has already scored more knockout goals than Ronaldo has in his whole career in knockout games in mm. one game um, in 70 minutes, I think. Uh, and Portugal probably played the best knockout football they've ever played. Yeah. Certainly the best um, yeah, Portuguese. Because yeah. Portugal are quite a pragmatic underdog team and yeah. they just play them out the park. It was it was funny. They haven't even played that well throughout the whole tournament. They haven't yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, And then Ronaldo goes out the team once. And, and they absolutely... What was it? 6-0? 6-1. Six, 6-1. One, six, one. One. Which is, yeah, you know... It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. And I'm sad. And I think... Because yeah. I love Ronaldo. He yeah. was my first... He was when I was first getting properly into football. Yeah. When being a... When dad, like the family, was a United supporter. Yeah. So he was like my first football shirt. Loved yeah, him, yeah. which is, I think, why I've been a bit biased in the Ronaldo-Messi debate. Well, we all, I think, the, the problem which I'm finding, this is why I'm torn, is it's like, the Ronaldo-Messi thing is such a like, iconic rivalry, and we'll yeah. look back on it, and I feel there's partly we need to sort of yeah. 
curate the end of the story of yeah because it. it's well, a it's, story it, it, that it, weirdly is kind of bigger than football and maybe bigger than the world yeah. cup we're seeing it end now yeah and we want the emotional end that the, the problem is i've realized yeah. why i don't like talking about football is i'm so aware of us being two boys on a podcast as soon as we do like a messy ronaldo debate yeah. it makes me feel gross <laughs> no no it's good but it's i know it's fine it's, it's, a, it's an unnatural insecurity no. um, but sorry go on and i think there's all football fans want is to curate this perfect ending. Because even I even got quite emotional seeing the Messi performances. Because you know you're not going to see it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, we're 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 gonna we're all we all want to cry. Basically, we yeah, want yeah, something. Yeah. What we want. It's the only we, way a lot of men can. <laughs> we want Portugal to play Argentina. But he'll be benched. No, exactly. That's the problem. Yeah, but yeah. the dream is Portugal and Argentina, they play. Messi, they, they get yeah. three goals each. Yeah. And then the penalties go on for ages. They take the last two yeah. penalties. One, Messi wins. Goose and then box. they hold hands and they yeah. fly up to heaven. Yeah. And together. Yes. Yes. You know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then we would all, I would be, we'd be crying like babies and we're all Deservedly desperate. Deservedly so. I mean, the, do, you, do you see that photo of Messi and Ronaldo for the Louis Vuitton? Yes, or chess, oh. playing chess. People in some WhatsApp groups I was doing, just sending it quite sincerely, just emotional about it. <laughs> like the, 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 the stranglehold these two have. Yeah. On just, you could go anywhere in the world and be yeah. like Ronaldo or Messi and you could have a debate. with An impassioned debate with <laughs> yeah, anyone. The Dalai Lama, he's fucking got Football a Football brings people together. But I've um, had some changes of heart. I think I've realised. But it's sadly, he does make the team worse. Yeah. But as a neutral. But that's also, yeah. I, I was excited about the Portugal game. And yeah. even when I saw them smashing them, as soon as Ronaldo's not on the team, I'm not no interest. Yeah, because I, 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 I want to watch him score. Yeah, I want to see yeah, his yeah. story. But even Portugal doing well, I'm like, I'm not I mean, It's even just watching him play because it is the theatre of football. Exactly. And you want to see what's the next thing. But I think that's also the problem because it's almost for this fairy tale ending that might happen. Um, but as I say, as we're, we're yeah. saying, you probably will be benched um, if the, even if they do make it that far. Yeah. But I think because now it's almost like Haaland or Mbappe and Haaland's not really in the question for World Cup winning no. No. because he's... It's a shame. Hasn't got the country behind yeah. him. So, so it can't be... You know, Portugal and, and Argentina. Argentina, you've got a chance of them, you know, one of them winning. Yeah. And I think it'll be mental for neither of them to... It'll be, it'll be a shame because... I think that's why so much rides on it as well, because you want one of them to win the World Cup. Yeah. And whoever wins, it's almost like that's going to be an argument for the people who think that yeah. that person's the best. Exactly. Because that, that is the only thing they have against them, um, is that they haven't won a World Cup. So but that's want... why you think Ronaldo should be slotting into the team perfectly and like really working towards the team. But then he just doesn't really have that mentality, which Messi does seem to have. Because like, if you're yeah. like, if this World Cup, they're kind of, he should be going into it probably in the same way Messi is in a way if we win this I could I will probably be known as the best football player ever yeah because true. of that debate yeah. therefore I've got to make the team the best it can be to yeah. try and win but he is still a, a bit of a prima donna seems to I be wonder, a lot of a yeah. prima donna which yeah. is a shame because he was my favorite footballer but, but I don't know because even the the last group game he played um, I mean part, part of the reason he didn't start was because he reacted when he got subbed off early in the last group game but yeah. he didn't score and he had like one of the best games I've seen him for ages where he was linking with the team and stuff he does genuinely play for the team but he's a 37 year old man yeah and he's competing with like a 22 year old but striker. I mean the attitude around it that seems to be the problem because yeah. I've seen pictures it's like how he reacted when I don't know when was yeah it, the attitude definitely penalties or something but or like he was complaining about a ref's choice or something when they scored and it yeah. was it just seemed a bit off 
like it's complaining about something that's gone marginally wrong for him in the game rather than celebrating the overall success of the team. It's awkward. That's what's awkward about Ronaldo is it's like we all want he's just not quite at the level and it's like it's you can, yeah. someone whose whole identity is based on being a champion. Yeah. Can he fade his career out at a lesser club? I mean, even this uh, Saudi yeah. Arabian thing. Yeah, which would be that would be the biggest shame. It would for like it's probably best for him to retire, right? Absolutely. But then he can't retire leaving on this. No, unless he wins the World Cup or he gets to the final. Come to Brighton. Come and play. Come, come to, to a, yeah. come to like a team. Come to a Premier League team who are doing well but need a lead a star and make them like a Champions League team. That's what I'd do. No, I think you, I think you have to basically just Hove go Albion. to a, a Champions League team. Maybe even go back to Sporting or something. That or just... I think what makes the most sense career-wise in terms of the narrative is him going back to Sporting. Yeah, I like thought that. that is like that's a nice. We idea. need to close the book because we just, need to close the book because it's just Messi, weird. Messi going to PSG wasn't great. No, it's not great. But then he's calling it back with the Argentina thing. He yeah. is. He is. The Argentina is yeah, the emotional that's, thing that will live unless they win it. Then it's it's for nothing. He if got he gets the Copa to the final, America, though. he got the Copa America. I know. And he did something that moved me a lot. He did like a big team. And Messi, who's not like a He's not charismatic, yeah. he did this incredible team talk before it. Yeah. Um, thanking God, you know, having That faith. always gets you. Yeah, it, it always gets me. Praising the Lord. There's something that I always... <clears throat> the South Americans love. <coughs> love of God. <coughs> God, sorry. <laughs> Are you trying to communicate yeah, a secret message? Exactly. Um, I always find very kind of endearing and sweet. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move over to the Patreon now. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll see you all next week. Uh, live podcast. Buy tickets. Link below. Uh, a lot of people missed out last time because it sold out. So get them now. What else are you going to be doing in January? Mi- you know? oh, I thought it was going to be. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Monday in January. There's not going to, not many people are going to be going out. There's not loads going on. It's a bit bleak. Come down to the Bill Murray. Let's have a, let's have a good time. Thank you.